On this week's episode of Android App Addicts number 586, the boys are back in town. Dor, Ivor, and Josh discuss all sorts of nonsense and bring some apps. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to Android App Addicts, episode 586. This show is brought to you by Randy Doherty, an extremely longtime Podnut supporter. I swear, I'm pretty sure this guy was in the first OLF talk I gave. I'm pretty fairly confidently sure is what I'm going to say. Uh, thank you, Randy, for the support through all the years. Um, and if you too want to support this podcast, super easy. Uh, patreon.com slash android app addicts links in the boobity boo beneath us uh speaking about beneath us yeah, that's not right um join this say ivor say ivor ivor everything going good ivor i'm not too bad I, I don't know if you can tell but i had a i went to a barber today and i had a proper haircut and a beard trim getting a beard trim is a great experience you know i can recommend it to anyone with a beard speaking of beards what happened to yours dog uh, I just got lazy, cut it off. Uh, there's no real like story behind it. I just got to the point to where it, I couldn't get it to look like I wasn't a hobo. <laughs> so then I just cut off. I figured I'll try again later. Speaking of hobos, how's Josh? Speaking of hobos, <laughs> uh, I'm doing well. It's been a really long time, and uh, I missed you guys, and I'm excited about this. And they uh, they left part of your hair in the front there, Ivor. Oh, yeah. We need to get some. Get a refund. <laughs> no, the barber I went to, um, she was a lovely lady. She uh, used to be in the Navy, and apparently her grandfather uh, served in the same ship that, that my father did in the Korean War. So that was a coincidence. Very cool. Yeah, my dad was right before the Vietnam War, and then like like when he was due to get out, like two weeks later, the war started. So he was uh, he had good timing, I'll say. Yeah, my dad was stationed in Korea after... After the war, I believe. Well, my dad got to. Did he pick up any? Sorry. Right. I see. Did he pick up any good cooking? Because supposedly, you know, there's some good cooking over there. Uh, mac and cheese count. <laughs> as long as it ain't dog, yeah. Yeah. Don't knock Ooh. it till you tried it, door. Ooh. Well. How you doing, man? Pass. Um, pain, sore as hell, but you know, uh, I got good news. Um, it looks like John Hopkins might break its agreement with Care First, so I'm gonna have to find whole new doctors. <laughs> nice. Oh wait, that's not good news. Uh, yeah, American medical system for the win. Um, It'll be worse than ours. Um, we're going to call it a push. <laughs> so uh, have you guys seen any Android news you thought was fascinating, inspiring, enlightening, informative, uh, crazy, or any hardware stuff? Spot your uh, eye? Uh, well, I, I had a, um, I saw a link the other day to a possible Pixel foldable. I just put the link in the chat there. So basically... There's something called QPR, Android 13 QPR1. So it's a first in-development build of Android 13 QPR1. Uh, and the, they pulled the coding apart and found uh, a lot of references to um, something called Felix, a device named Felix, which folds. Apparently there's all these uh, bits of code in there that, that uh, are meant to accommodate a Felix 
when it's been unfolded and unfolded. So um, we might be, they originally thought this would be the Pixel 7a, but it looks like we're going to get a Pixel foldable. So that was interesting, I thought. The foldables that's are a, That's a tablet? Coming along. Yes. And you wear it on your wrist? Uh, well, that's the next step, I do believe. We're going to be putting it on our wrist. <laughs> say, version 2, version It'll 2. It'll be the wrist um, foldable. And, 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 and I will say there is more foldable tablet stuff in the news also as well. And um, dare I say, maybe because of bigger form factor, bigger pieces, bigger parts, they actually might be able to make a foldable more successful with less of a crease issue and maybe less of issues like that. Um, wireless, when you're when it's folded, you don't, you don't have to worry about dust and stuff. So thus helping the negation need of a case, maybe even. Yeah. Yeah. What well, do they use for a, a screen? In these foldables, uh, it's it's a plastic type of screen, but they've um, recently come up with some very thin glass that bends. It's quite bendy, but you still end up with uh, with a crease in the middle. Yeah, I want to say it is a a type of LED. It's not an OLED. I can't remember what it's called. Maybe oh man, uh, but I remember at um, CES like two years ago they were showing examples of how they can be rolled and maneuvered. Um, there's always a point of no return when it comes to the bending and folding, which is why some of the things that have foldable techniques in them, what they do is they have a, like a magic hinge that basically lets it not have to be like such a hard um, 90 de- 180 degree angle when it does the fold. Um, I will tell you guys, honestly, I'm not a tablet guy. I've owned like eight tablets in my life, nine tablets in my life at least. Um, they're great couch computers in air quote. They're the, 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 the perfect device to be like watching a bad murder death rape movie documentary with the wife and then pull up the tablet to figure out like who this is, what else have they been in kind of thing. Um, except for that, I'm really not a big tablet fan, but that said, I could still see a foldable tablet being useful as hell just because it's so portable. Even more portable on your wrist. <laughs> on your wrist. So is it, uh, does it have the specs as far as the dimensions? No, it doesn't, it doesn't give a lot of detail about what it is. This is really, a device they thought was going to be the Pixel 7a, and suddenly someone's realized that, oh, we might have a Pixel tablet foldable here. I think a lot will depend on whether this get, whether this gets released will, will depend a lot on what Apple does with its um, with its iPad, whether that comes, they come out with a foldable iPad, then everyone oh, will have one. They, dude, dude, everything that Apple just announced in the last week, they have a resizable widget and they're going crazy over it. Welcome to 2014. Apple folks, okay? <laughs> They're not going to have a foldable anything until we we landed on Mars. That's how far away a, a, a Apple foldable, I have to believe, is because they're so frigging far behind with everything. Just like their iPod. I mean, Creative Labs had a portable MP3 player like four years before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, I would never hold my breath waiting on them to come out with any piece of hardware. Um, I expect once they do, You'll just have a certain amount of people believing that, oh, look at this, it's brand new. Yeah, I don't disbelieve it. What I'm saying is that there have been some rumors about Apple coming out with an foldable iPad, and a lot of people saying well, it's only a matter of time. I think they're, what they're doing is waiting for everybody else to make some mistakes, make all the mistakes first, and then come out with a typical Apple product. Well for, well, for 10 years, they've been saying the Apple TV is coming out, and for six years, they've been saying the Apple car is going to come out. Um I'm not holding my breath for any of that stuff. I sooner believe they're going to have the Apple Watch that can do sugar glucose monitoring. Um, once they do that, they're going to sell like little, little hot, hot cakes, is what I'm going to say. Um, 
two pieces of tablet kind of news is what I'll say. Uh, this one was a, a leak that I don't think they wanted to get out um, literally uh, because it, it didn't make it, it didn't put everything in a good light. But it basically said um, Google agreed with uh, Samsung to work on the L version of their operating system, which is a large screen format, only if Samsung made a foldable every year. So basically, Google basically blackmailed Samsung and said, look, keep coming out with these foldable devices and we're going to keep coming out with this Android version, a.k.a. they don't have to do as much work kind of thing. Um, because I tell you, without the L version of Android, the amount of work Samsung would have had to been had to be at least like twice as much work to make it usable in, in a foldable device. And every review I've seen, when they look at the Samsung, both of their foldable devices year over year over year, they just become smoother and more natural when you fold the screen part of the ways what happens with the applications. And I'm sure a good amount of that work is coming straight from Google. I am a big fan of the TLDR at the top of a website. That's that's oh, a door yeah. special there. <laughs> yeah. Makes I would say it makes a lot of sense because um even Twitter last year started saying when you reshared or retweeted a link, it asked you if you read the post. It's what I hear because I don't use those crappy websites, but that, you know, that's what they say. Um now, with that, there's another uh, foldable piece of news, and this one was another Samsung news, because I really hate Samsung. Um, it was uh, Samsung Trademarks Flex, Flex G. Did you see this one, Ivor? I, I don't think this so, is, no. This is the dual folding um, smartphone dash tablet. So quite literally, it folds twice, and I'm just going to put it between me and you. You're going to put anything on your wrist. If it folds twice, I think it has more likelihood of actually happening. Um, so quite literally, you could have like a 17-inch foldable tablet and carry it around with you like like a large phone. I think Ivor just collapsed. Um, I, I this is see this intrigues me more than just a, a single folding phone because you can actually get some some serious real estate with one of these. Well, I'll say both. You could literally fold it up, save space in your backpack your attache, whatever you're carrying stuff around. And then when you get there, if you had to stand like they're showing off in these web pages, you had to stand like that. You could hold it up almost like a external monitor with a keyboard kind of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, you could get some definite use and functionality out of it. And I'll just harken back to me using Android like 12 years ago, being blown away that I could load up the website, load up WordPress, log in, edit a post, use an FTP client, connect, upload the file, do all those kind of things from my phone. It's magic. Um, they become so much more useful over the years is what I'll say. I don't really have a lot of space left in my attache, though, Dor. Maybe you need a bigger fanny pack? Uh, just to circle around to that TLDR real quick. Uh, I think that there should be a major push for recipe uh, websites <laughs> to put that in. I know that's a oh, pet yeah. peeve of Ivor's too. <laughs> yeah, I literally have a uh, Firefox plugin that literally, when it detects a food recipe, it brings it to the top of the page. Nice. I literally PayPal that guy 10 bucks. Yeah. I don't care about your life story. I just want to know how to make scrambled eggs. Right. Yep. So, yeah, there's the Samsung... Uh, Flex G and Flex S. They're two different sizes, is what I'm going to say. Um, and I and look, um, I love the fact that Samsung is making so much money they can afford to just test with these devices because somebody has to. Um, 
we do have other manufacturers overseas that have already been in production for a couple of years, just like Samsung, where they have multiple versions of foldable devices. Um, I'll just pay, go back to the Pixel tablet thing. Don't be shocked if we don't see the Pixel tablet until late 2024, is what I'm going to say. Uh, just because these are devices that everyone's still having a hard time getting right in air quote. And, you know, if they're 1800 bucks, I mean, how many people do you really think is going to buy it? I think biggest, one of the biggest problems is getting the price down. Oh, just slap a, a Apple logo on it, and everyone will buy it. Yeah. Well, well I, I imagine there'd be a bit of a corporate audience market for that. Uh, well, with corporate devices, and just between me and you, all they care about is how good can we control the device. Um, Android isn't the best, but they pr- nothing is com- nothing compares to Windows how they control stuff. I'll just put that out there. They probably all have attaches though. Mmm, that and they have fancy hubs and docking stations. And penny loafers. <laughs> what the hell is a penny loafer? A loafer with a penny in it, man. <laughs> we could put a little penny yeah, at the top where there's supposed to be laces. There's no laces because it's a slip-on. You have to pay to wear your shoes? <laughs> what is that? Well, no. I mean, if you're rich, you'll get a quarter loafer. Yeah, um, somebody stole mine. Somebody more... stole mine once, and then, so they pinched my loafer. Oh, they pinched your loafer. <laughs> Um, one thing I'm a, one more link I'm going to throw out there news related wise, and it really isn't Android focused, but it turns out it actually is. And it's called matter. Uh, for those who don't know, matter is the next generation IOT protocol. Uh, it's what all, every single company, big company making, um, IOT devices, whether it's a Google home, whether it's an Apple overpriced thing, I can't remember what it's called. Um, or even the cheap Chinese stuff, they all are agreeing to switch over to using Matter as the communication platform. Uh, Matter's been postponed now like two or three times. Everyone swears by the end of this year, it's going to start to hit actual products. Um, Android is already started to roll out uh, in some markets a feature when you go to do your local share. When you want to do a share and then you say near me or local, that that you'll see a Matter uh to connect a device. Um, the, the real honest truth is this is actually big news. This is actually like going from IPv4 to IPv6, which we still haven't done yet. Um, but to go to Matter actually enables a secure platform moving forward, a more secure platform moving forward with all IoT devices. And having it in your smartphone is going to definitely help make it an easier transition. So it's it's standardizing basically the smart home it says upcoming smart home standard, so, so it's uh, yeah. and and it's a good. Uh, I don't. Is it a protocol or like? It's a communication platform. Think of it like using TCP/IP. It's just it. It's an agreed upon set of standards on how to initiate and agree on communications. The real thing about it is it has future plans on how to inline upgrade everything, which is one of the biggest things, one of the biggest shortcomings with everything IoT. Is there's no way to upgrade for most of them. Oh, yeah, that's good. I mean, standardization is is always good if you can get it. Yeah, I like the fact that it's a standard. It's an open standard, and it's literally like open code. Anybody can look at all of it. It isn't like we have to use some archaic black box secret thing. So yeah, I'm I'm actually excited for it. I hope it actually comes to fruition, actually comes true, because I'm much more comfortable, you know, getting a Raspberry Pi or Raspberry Pi Pico. And programming it and communicating with it over something that I know that I can literally audit the source code myself. 
I won't because I don't know what the hell I'm reading. But I someone could. else will. Somebody else. Oh, you know it. Somebody else sitting in their basement eating Krispy Kreme donuts and Doritos and Mountain Dew will definitely audit the code. Yeah. Yeah. So you have you guys. Uh, now I will say I almost got scammed. Of course I didn't. But I almost got scammed. Um, I read an article that said T-Mobile, my carrier, is now giving away Motorola Edge 2022 devices. And between us, I've uninstalled everything I possibly can from this Nord, and certain things are running smoother. But I still, if I if I didn't know the battery could blow up, I might try to like twist it in my hands and break it. <laughs> um, it, it. It has gotten me so upset off and on throughout the while. So I literally went on the website and I tried to do this. Of course, it's only for new phone numbers because you know why would be why would you be ever be nice to existing cu- customers? So I went on Swappa looked at T-Mobile devices, and I really can't find anything that's either overpriced, in my opinion, or just too old. That, you know, it's running Android 10. How many more updates am I going to get? How long is it going to be good for? Yeah, it's only 99 bucks. Yeah, it says it has 5G, but come on, how good was the battery life back in the beginning with 5G? Uh, can you search for carrier agnostic phones as well? Did you try that? Um, You can say unlock phones, yeah. Yeah, I just have a hard time finding something to me that meets that perfect bang to buck ratio where I'm only spending like eighty to one hundred and thirty bucks and it's actually nice. I don't want to have to spend three, four hundred dollars. I'm interested. I wonder how many phones you guys have gotten since I got my phone. I know Ivor's had about forty six. Sixteen, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've only had two or three. I've been pretty happy with this thing. I mean I wouldn't mind getting a new one, but like it's a it's a solid phone. That's still a Huawei? Yeah, the P30 Pro. They've come out with the, yeah. just come out with the the Mate 50 now, which looks very nice. I really like their foldable though. Yeah, you got that P30. I got a P20. I want to say lost it on a roller coaster right. ride. Got the got the P20 Lite. Used that for a good two years, and then I just got the Nord less than a year and a half ago. Come on, Ivor, what you got? <laughs> Is it a Sony? No, I got a Vivo. Evo T S thirty three. Oh, well, yeah. I've had to buy my kids' phones as well. So one got a Samsung, much to my chagrin, and um, I've got the other one an Oppo. Can you you get Oppo and Vivo there, don't you, do? Oh, we can. I don't believe there's a single carrier that sells them directly, but I can get them off of other markets. Uh, they're never one hundred percent compatible with our networks, but they're typically fifty to eighty percent compatible, which is typically good enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, you would be so you can only buy 100% compatible from a carrier. Um, well, nobody seems to bother to make it 100% compatible with the carrier unless they know the carrier is going to pick it up. They subsidize it. Is what it seems like. Um, no, most of the time, I mean, subsidizing is not as po- it, it is seems like it's slowly losing popularity. Is what I'm going to say. Um, because because people are not buying phones as often as they want them to. Uh, like like four years ago, everyone was every two years buying a phone. Now everybody I know is like holding out for like four to five years before they replace a phone. And then a lot of them realized they can literally just go buy one lightly used and it works just fine. Um, or they can just go right to Motorola.com. Don't have to pay a monthly thing. Don't have to pay any interest rate. And they just buy it outright. I used to have the luxury of working for a phone company. So I would upgrade my phone every six months <laughs> or lose it. <laughs> lose it and get a new one yeah <laughs> right well it's good to see some well, things haven't I, changed since you got out of that job yeah well i formed yeah. i formed some pretty bad habits in that job i think <laughs> right well 
I like asked you about the Sony, hoping you were going to say yes, because there is now this new piece of Sony hardware, which I got to say, um, I'm blown away that Sony is doing this because Sony in the phone space has not had a lot of success. They even had the Sony like PlayStation, like it was a half game pad, half phone, um, which didn't see much success. So now they have a Sony Xperia stream as an Ethernet port, an HDMI port, active cooling and more to the Xperia 1.5 or 1.5.4. It looks like. Xperia 1 and then Roman numeral 4. Uh, it's basically like the old Motorola system of clicking stuff to the back of the phone to add different functionality. It's almost like that, except it's like a gigantic brick. You can basically put on the onto your phone, adds all these features to make it a gaming system. Does it have a rumble pack? Um, not a good one is what I'm going to say. Um, but it's just, I mean, one tangent I'll go on really quick is I am literally shocked at how good um, that Android games look when I go and actually pay attention to their, like, how, how they're doing kind of thing. They are literally, like, console-worthy maybe two years ago uh, level of quality. Um, it's just the kind of thing that, you know, kids today, in air quote, have so many options to not be bored. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous, and they don't have to worry about, well, I'm going to imagine this red dot, this red square is a dragon. And this blue square is me with a sword kind of thing. Because um, that's how bad my graphics were when I was a kid. <laughs> so this is a device that plugs into a... You, you attach to your phone, right? If you have a Sony phone. Yeah. It basically connects to the USB-C port and it adds extra functionality. Basically like a Thunderbolt port, almost like a docking station or a hub. Just c custom designed for this phone. Right, right. Yeah, Ethernet. That's pretty cool. I see that. Well, it's hard to go wrong with a hard... It's hard to go wrong with a hardwired connection. Just saying. Well, um, unless it's super glued shut, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do you guys want to get into some apps, or do you have anything else? Uh... <laughs> I'm just waiting for Josh to say something. <laughs> That's it, man. No, go for it. Uh, I... <laughs> Ivor, you have an app? Yeah, I do, I do. Um, okay, so as as you may have picked up, from previous episodes i'm a bit of a music enthusiast and um a few people have been, i've been meaning to bring this app for bloody months to to this show but we haven't been able to do a show for a while and i uh, didn't get time last week so the app i'm bringing to you now is uh called moises and this has been on a few other shows as well so apologies if you've already seen it um but basically what this is uses is an app that uses AI isolation techniques to remove vocal and instrument tracks from a specific music file. And the thing about this is this technology was previously thought to be impossible. It was really, really difficult to do, uh, even with some very complex setups and very powerful computers. But now we've got a uh, an Android app that does it all with, with AI. Uh, and, and I think it does it all... In, um, locally as well so it doesn't doesn't really do it in the cloud um so you can you need to import a full song from a url or a file that you have on your hard drive now um it was having it doesn't do streaming services so you can't use spotify but i had a little workaround with that because um we have a, there's another app I did, I did a little while ago called um spotiflyer which is a which is an open source app which you can download and that will actually get an mp3 file onto your phone from spotify otherwise 
you know, you can just copy an MP3 file over from a CD that you have or something like that. Use that. Um, so once you import the file, the AI analyzes the different tracks and splits them out. And, um, and it will do it in four main categories, vocals, drums, guitar, and other. Uh, and it will create four different tracks on your cell phone, which contains just the, um, the, those particular, um, those particular files. So you can just play the piano or, or organ, you know, the drum track. So if you're into drums, you can just play along to the drum track. Or if you just, or a guitarist, you want to play along to a, a song, you can have the drums going in the background. It's really, really useful. Um, so the, there's a free version. Um, show you one minute of chord progressions at the top, uh, and it'll give you a, a smart auto metronome. Um, so that's also limited in the free version. So you get one minute in the free version. Uh, so you can change the song key as well. That's also limited in the in the free version. So if you it will recognize the song, you can play it in a different key. Uh, you can uh, trim the audio clips and provide a count in as well. So you can go one, two, three, four, and away you go, uh, and play song on repeat. Playlist function also allows you to group your songs into categories once they've been exported. Um, uh, upgrading to the premium, which I, you probably don't need to do unless you're really seriously into music, but upgrading to that will cost uh, New Zealand $64, which I think is about US $40 per year, or monthly at $4 per month. So the premium version gives you unlimited uploads, unlimited smart metronome, unlimited chord detection, unlimited pitch changer, unlimited audio speed changer, faster song processing, uh, songs up to 20 minutes long, and five instrument separation. So you get five instruments instead of four. Um, I played around with it for a, for a little while and um, found it amazing. So any any artists or, or musicians out there who really want to get into um, creating backing tracks or, or different... Uh, different pieces of uh, music to go with their with their uh, instrument practice this is the app you need to get hmm. so i'm going to guess you know real quickie it's amazing how fast stuff progresses the example i use is that horrible new tron movie in air quote the newer tron movie hmm. uh the one that found probably in that movie the ai girl makes a comment and says how we keep playing this game her and the human um tron god oh god camera's name but him and how I keep losing to him. Well, the game they showed was um, Go, which is now the game that a human can't even compete mm. with computers. Mm. And that was, wasn't that long ago where we thought, you know, it would be too complicated for a computer to do. Now computers just can do. Um, so I'm going to guess this is the kind of application where I've seen where they take, um, like, for instance, a live performance of Billy Joel. And I had no idea why I just picked <laughs> Billy Joel. But hypothetically, they pick a live performance by Billy Joel. And they basically sound isolate out all of the musical instruments. And you literally hear his voice like you were there and all the instruments were turned off and he was just singing. Yeah. Yep. It seems like freaking magic. Yeah. They did that uh, a while ago with um, Elvis, actually. They, they, um, they pulled out just the audio from, from a few of his live concerts. And they had his original band members playing behind. It's called Elvis Lives 25th Anniversary. They did it on the 25th mm. anniversary of his death. And that was uh, horrendous, horrendously technically complicated. So they just had him singing, but they had the original uh, band members playing actual music live in the background. Gotcha. Oh, well, then, then another quick tangent. Oh, the Elvis movie, Tom Hanks. You see it? Yeah. What's your thoughts? Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I, um, I thought they captured um, the Colonel pretty well. Yeah, but I still think they didn't make him uh, quite um, uh, uh, jerky enough, is what I'll say. Um, but I will say the Elvis, the guy who was Elvis in the very beginning, I in the very beginning thought, no way, don't like this guy at all. Like 10 minutes in, okay, I'm sold, never mind. 
Yeah, I thought he did they good. didn't. They, they didn't have a lot of his music. Uh, yeah, I know. They had singing more. But... Well, I really was wishing they did. They only had a couple little, and it was never whole songs. It seemed like. Yeah, um, I bits. thought like for the, I was hoping for the finale they would literally have like a whole thing there, but no. It was worth watching. I I wouldn't say I'd watch it again, but it was it was entertaining to watch the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. And it wasn't too heavy on the social messaging, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, they could have is what I'm gonna say easily. One thing I did watch was the Pentaveret. Oh God! Look, I can't tell people this enough. Nobody believes me. I'm Ivor's like one of the few people I've convinced to watch it. It is un. Don't think Mike Myers. Don't. Just watch it. I guarantee you, you're going to think it's better than you thought it was. What's it called? Pentaveret. It's Mike Myers. The Pentaveret 5. But you really shouldn't say Pentaveret 5 because the word Pentaveret already indicates 5. You know, that's like saying ATM. (laughs) Like machine. ATM machine. And then in my country, ATM stands for. (laughs) uh, It's a TV uh, show? It's a series only on Netflix. It's only like 10 episodes, 11 episodes long. Um... And that's it. Boom, done. Yeah. Um, ten times raunchier and looter and cruder and vascivious is the word I'll use than you can imagine. Highlight for me was it Sasquatch. No- <laughs> it's nothing like uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer, nothing like Shrek, nothing like, um, oh, behave. Yeah, Austin, uh, Austin, Austin yeah. Powers. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like any of them. Nothing like any of them. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the IMDb. He looks like Michael Myers, uh, not Michael Myers, but uh, uh, Michael, what's his name, who did Bowling for Columbine, Michael Moore. Michael Moore. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I get that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm going to say, just give, just watch the first 20 minutes of the first episode, and if you're not completely sold, you get your money back. Oh, I'm sure. So, um, Josh, you could have probably answered this question. Is it true that um, that Canada is a different resolution to the U.S.? <laughs> It's a little fuzzy. <laughs> it's a little fuzzy, isn't it? Yeah, that's because that's because weed's legal up here. <laughs> There's a haze everywhere. Oh man, yeah, it's hilarious. And then when he left Canada, oh my god, <laughs> taking off his glasses, he was like, he was like shocked at how clean everything looked, and how sharp everything looked. Oh, I guess I don't need to watch it now, Dor. Oh, you do. There's so much awesome. more. So I'll watch it, including a cameo of Shrek. Okay. Uh, I will throw that out of there, out of here next. Um, and it is called Rust Desk. R U S T Rust Desk. Uh, and I'm going to throw this out to Josh. Um, Josh, this is programmed in Rust. What's one of the reasons you program in Rust? Uh, me personally, I don't, but it's uh, it's fast. No. Rust is is right. a very fast programming language, from all I hear. Yeah, it is going to be the programming language, which is going to be the programming language that next generation operating systems are going to be written in because when it's compiled, it is so frigging fast. Uh, it's still becoming mature as a language, so it still has some things to go through, but it is definitely a fast compiled operating system. So this is called Rust Desk. It's a touch slow, but it works good. Um so it's going to grow and it's going to get better every time. So I'm going to say this is the perfect solution if you used to use TeamViewer or you used to use LogMeIn or you used to use other systems so you can remote into other devices and you're getting sick and tired of ads and sick and tired of being, you know, just all this stuff thrown at you, how you have to pay money. This is literally a self-hostable solution. You can literally put a little applet on a little 
server in, in a cloud, pay you know two bucks a month, three bucks a month if you want all the bandwidth you ever need. You then install this on your other clients, Windows, Mac, Linux, Android, or iOS. And you can in, even remote into those. You can remote from any device to any device, is what I put it. Um, if you are your family's helper, where you have to always help Uncle, um, you know, Jack, Uncle Touchy, getting infected. <laughs> yeah, he keeps getting infected because he keeps going to those websites you're not supposed to go to. And, um, you know, he keeps getting infected and you keep having to clean his computer up and you don't want to pay any money, but you want to make him pay money kind of thing. You can you can download this. It's completely free. Again, Rust desk uh you can easily download it you can easily self-host it. you can easily launch it from any device remote into any device um and it's using you know very good i'll just say ssl type technology you don't have to worry about that it's using military grade encryption <laughs> kind of crappy line kind of thing it's just it's a nice very nice system i want to say um it's only going to get better too i guarantee you you check in on this in like another year it's going to be a lot better because it's only at version 1.19 so get in early enjoy it uh, it might not be fast enough to like stream games on from device to device, but when you need emergency connections to other devices to fix things, to do things, to copy things, whatever, it is so nice to actually own your own solution. Yeah, I bought a light. Sorry, I just want to get a quick joke in. Just a quick joke. If you were an insomniac and you use this, could you say Rust never sleeps? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, that's it. No more dad jokes. I don't. That wasn't. Was that a dad? Was that a joke? <laughs> Come on, it wasn't that bad. Maybe it's a New Zealand thing. <sighs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I had a. Uh, I have a, a ConnectWise. I think that's what it's called. Um, yeah. But it was a a lifetime key, basically. So I had that hosted as well. But it was always just a pain in the butt to maintain and upgrade. And so yeah. I can see this being extremely useful i mean do you even have to run it on a, a server in the in the cloud could you something you could fire up on your desktop and then use it if well in my experience if you're on your local land you can easily go from device to device kind of thing uh if you want to go over the internet i believe you both have to have the server in the settings and then basically so you don't have to worry about router firewall issues and that's how all of the stuff works by the way um you install a stub client and on that stub client it's logged me and it goes to the log me and servers you go on your device you have your log me and app it goes to the log me and servers it just works same thing with this one i believe you have to have the client installed on the over the internet have them pointing to your self-hosted solution um I, I there might be a way that you can even have them host it i just don't know of a way well does so, that mean that like it, does that mean that it's centralized uh if it's self-hosted yes and no it's your own self centralized. Right. It's just not. Because it's your it's own not service. calling their service. Yeah. So it, you could you right. could host it in your yeah whatever. Right. And they could go to hell in a handbasket tomorrow. They could be swallowed up by the Russian military retreating, and then you could still have your self hosted solution. Cool. That that yeah. leads me right into the app that I want to bring, uh, and it's called Tailscale, and it's also a VPN. Oh boy. And something I want to bring up, too, is how ridiculous the Play Store is now to try to get the information on an app. We discussed this before, but oh, brutal. Yeah, you have to scroll down and about the app, click the arrow next to that, and then it's a All the way up. at the bottom, yeah. Well, everyone loves pop-ups, don't they? Absolutely. Um, so, Tailscale is also, it says it's a mesh VPN or a mesh VPN alternative that makes it easy to connect your devices wherever they are. So there's no configurations or firewall 
and it uses WireGuard, which is kind of the ne- next oh. generation of, of VPN software um, or protocols. And yeah, so basically you can put this on anything and then just use, like I can go from my phone and log into my any server that I have in my house. And I'm not, it works, it works really well and you can have multiple devices. So I'm trying to figure out what the difference between this, if it's just WireGuard or um, how it works in the background. Right. Well, I mean, I'm sure WireGuard is the backbone. And yeah, the long and the short of it, WireGuard is the future of all VPN technology, a hard stop. Uh, everybody and everything will be using it, um, whether you're Department of Defense or you're a little old lady in Siberia hacking into Korea. They're, they're all going to use WireGuard. Very cool. Yeah, updated on September eighth, twenty twenty two. Still like nice and updated. Oh yeah, this is. I think this is going to to start really picking up. Uh, It was an option on the Umbral server as an app, and so just one click install on there, installed on my phone, and then what you have to do is go through uh, a a single sign in. So I think I use GitHub to connect everything. And so I don't know. It's kind of confusing because it it must have a centralized server, yeah. um, but it just uses it to to put the the uh, the connection, the handshake, I guess, for the tunnel. Right. Yeah. On the third screenshot, it shows you uh, sign up or sign in to Tailscale um, using Google like OAuth technology. Is it free? Yep. I like it already. Free. Yeah, free, no in-app ads, no in-app purchases. So, I brought an app I know nothing about, but I use. So. Well, if it works, that's, you know, most important thing. So this is more, so mine is more of like a set it and forget it. Now you now, now mine, um, the people still have to be logged in. Uh, I'm going to guess with this one, you still have to be logged in. Can you just leave it running like on your server and then connect whenever you want? Are you talking about this one? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's uh it what it does is it produces an IP that you go to and then that's your device. So it's creating a new IP and then you just connect directly to the IP while you have Tailscale running. Gotcha. I've already Well oh. the good news is the the good news is you didn't have to go to Google Play to get this app, Josh. It is available on Eptroid. Oh yeah, I thought it was open source. Yeah, as soon as I heard wire guard i suspect it is what i'll say it's just a vpn doesn't Very, it do ad blocking no it's uh it, it's a point-to-point vpn oh okay uh v, it, it's a point-to-point vpn vpn it's not a vpn to let you watch uh you know um us netflix something yeah yeah yeah. Ooh. yeah so i'll make sure to have both links in the notes to the f-droid and to the uh google play because choice is good you got another app, uh, Ivor? Yeah. Should we stick with the musical theme? Sure. I was really impressed with that other one. That's. I'm glad that you said it works. Well, I already installed it. I think it's. I'll, I'll never touch it, but it it does add clutter to my attaché. <laughs> What's with the attaché? <laughs> okay, so uh, this one is called Ultimate Guitar Chords and Tabs. Now, up till now, I've been using. I've been looking on play store for a lot of different um guitar tab apps and most of them 99 percent are complete rubbish this one 
is the only one I found that's actually semi-good. Um, so if you're looking for tabs, now I should explain what tabs are. If you use them, you know what they are, obviously. But tabs are basically um, chord diagrams which show you how to play a song without being without having to read music. So it just shows you the chords at various progressions throughout the uh, throughout the uh, song. Um, so the Ultimate Guitar Chords and Tabs has a free version and it has a paid version. Now the paid version only cost me forty four dollars a year. And for that, you get unlimited access to all the professional tabs, um, whereas the free version, you only get the non-professional versions, which are basically any any hack who, who uh, can put together a, a, a tabulation can uh, upload this. Excuse me. Um, so what this app does is, I think I will just share my screen and show you, because it might be a bit easier to for my descriptions. Better than your jokes. Oh, that's a bit mean. <laughs> hey, I'm a dad. I'm allowed to. I'm a dad too, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm allowed to tell dad jokes. Why don't I have to tell dad? Okay. Jokes. Um, why don't we eat clocks? Why don't we eat clocks? Because it will be very time-consuming. <laughs> uh, what kind of bees give us milk? Boobies. <laughs> oh man, I had a dream last night that I was eating a huge marshmallow. I woke up this morning, I couldn't find my pillow. <laughs> God, no, let's not start this. Okay, um, so one thing I really like about this app is it shows you um, shots, which are basically recordings that people have made of themselves playing these particular songs. So, um, and you get all sorts of different levels of, of ability, and some people are really good and some people are really bad. So you can spend um, ages uh, going through uh, each, it's a bit like Instagram, you um, go, through, go through each shot. Uh, and different instruments and that sort of thing like that. So that's that's quite uh, it's quite good. But if you want to get back into the tabs, it's uh, choose an old Elvis song. So there are three sections. You have got pro chords and shots. So if you've got the pro version of the of the app, uh, you can see the actual tabulation of the of the of the lead section or the melody. So this shows you how to how to play it. Down the bottom, you've got a got a fret diagram. Shows you where to put your fingers to play the lead. If you want to go into the chords and just play the rhythm, shows you the, the chords at the top and how to strum, and then it shows you the words and where to change chords to. So, uh, and if you get stuck on a chord, like oh, what's an E minor chord? I just click on it, shows me what, what the E minor is, and then you can play it. It tells you what it sounds like, and it shows you all sorts of different ways of playing that that same same chord as well, which I thought was really cool. Um, you know. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, and then you go into shots again on the right there. All these different people playing the same song who've recorded themselves doing that. And um, you could really spend a while if you're really into your music. Um, the different artists on this. You create playlists. You get a metronome. You've got um, other things as well. Uh, so really that's... How much did I hear it? That's uh, guitar, Ultimate Guitar Tabs. I find it um, a really useful little app to have next to my Guitar Tuner app, which allows me to tune my guitar properly. Uh, and if there's a song I want to learn how to play, I can just uh, open this up and, and I've got the chords within five minutes. You've brought apps like this before, I think. Is this is this the, um, a better one? or? Well, no, the other, I think the other app I had was um, Chord Recognizer, where you play an app, uh, play a chord, and it will recognize and tell you whether you've got the chord right, you know, which chord it is. Uh, but yeah, this one is basically has a huge library of songs, uh, enormous library of songs. So if you if you need a song or you want a song to play, uh, and you don't know, this is the song, this is the app you need. 
and um, relatively cheap too. The, the, there's a there's a lessons option. I could pay another forty dollars, uh, and I get um, personalized lessons. They, but I think they're pre-recorded videos that show you show you how different practice routines and things like that. So you can really get into it if you want to. Very cool. Did you want to do the next link there, Josh? Uh, sure. This is called Saru Saru Toby. That's what I'm going with. And so I kind of got on this kick of of looking for games that that are associated with the Bitcoin Lightning Network, to where you can play and earn earn very very small amounts of Bitcoin. And so this was the first one I tried, and it's by Mandel Duck, and it has ads and in-app purchases, 2.8 reviews, which I can see that. Um, basically a timing type of swing a monkey through a tree or through the vines and then jump to try to catch the next swinging vine. And the further you get, the more Satoshis you earn. So it's, it's, it was kind of fun for a little while. Uh, I was terrible at it and it was way too hard for me, which probably says more about me than the actual game, but it is, I, I do like the earn as you play type of, uh, type of game, or it, it, at least it interests me. I'm going to guess, since they don't have a video in the store, nor a trailer, I'm going to guess it's essentially like the old arcade game Jungle Hunt, where you, or like Pitfall, I just, you know, you had different vines going at different speeds, so you just got to make sure you time your release right Yeah, but to catch. You have to, you have to actually catch the vines as well. I think those ones, you just had to get near it, and it automatically right. grabbed it, but this one, you have to actually let go, grab, you can deter, you can... You can uh, get your velocity up while swinging to try to go further, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. As with anything, it's really yeah, important to time your release right, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And on those kind of games, it's easier to go down the vine. Of course, and then it's easier to miss the vine. It's harder to go up the vine. So, your goal is to always not lose height. Yeah. This one, you can climb up and down the vine, too. But, I, well, it does, but it makes it too complicated for a Luddite like me. So well, you, know. you use the Satoshis to buy bananas? Or you get bananas to buy Satoshis? Or what? Uh, no, you don't buy anything. It's You earn Satoshis by collecting. Well, I, I, the bananas, I think you get some. I don't think I ever got any bananas. But it's sort of the, the further you go, the mo more you get. So it's I guess you could possibly go on forever. But just between jumping between vines and then when you fall to your death, uh, then it stops. Just basically... Just counts how far you've gone. Right. Gotcha. Seems to be uh, more and more popular now to include uh, Bitcoin stuff in, a, in an app, and particularly um, games, you know, so you can earn Bitcoin by playing this game. Yeah, then there's always reviews of, I can't get the Bitcoin out of the wallet. And yeah, yeah, it's usually like a ripoff, that. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not really paying anything for it anyway, so it's a ripoff of time. But, uh, yeah, if anybody out there... If there's anybody listening still, <laughs> um, <laughs> if anybody knows any good Bitcoin or any crypto games, I'd be interested in, in checking them out. Very cool. Gosh, the crypto um, king. This uh, app I'm going to bring, it's different. I'll say it's much different than something I normally bring is what I'll say. But I'm going to bring it because I don't think a lot of people know about it. And because the original was so popular, I think people would like this as well. Um, it's called Confuddle. C-O-N-F-U-D-D-L-E by The Cook Apps 
uh, completely free to install, no apps, no in-app, no in-app purchases, uh, no ads. Um, think of this as the game Wordle, where you got to pick the five-letter word. The difference is there's two words, the, there's two five-letter words at the same time. So even though it says that S is the first letter, that's only for one of the words. So instead of figuring out one word at a time, you're figuring out two words at a time. I knew too many people that basically thought the first one after a while was just too easy because they had their master first words that were like perfect first words that would reveal a whole bunch of stuff. Um, the two people I sent this to cussed me out in return because they lost time and they didn't want to lose time. Um, but I'm going to take just one little tangent on this one and say the Google Play Store completely changed. And for the most part, it sucks. It's horrible. It's bad. It has so much dead white space in the page. It's like ridiculous. It's like a complete waste of space kind of thing. Um, but there is one thing I do like about the page where if you scroll down just a little bit now, right beneath the about the game and updated on, there is a data safety segment where they try to at least surface things like, is there data shared with third parties or is it collected or, it, or do they collect any data at all kind of thing? And that was one thing I saw about this game that that made me say, okay, it's a different concept. It's a harder concept. It's piggybacking on something that's already successful. People will like it. And then I saw there is no data shared with third-party libraries, and there is no data collected at all from this company or this developer. Because, um, you know, it's like saying um, last week or two weeks ago, last episode, using the word cheap has more than one meaning. When it comes to data privacy, there's a whole bunch of different ways to skin that cat to where somebody can say they're being safe with your data, but it turns out, you know, they do share it with third parties, but it's, you know, it's their trusted third parties, so they say it's perfectly safe. Um, I like surfacing this kind of data is what I'm going to say. Um, just makes it easier for somebody like me to look in and see, is this an app I can a actually trust with my, my friends, family, kids, and everybody else. You do Woodle as well? Me? No, I can't play Wheel of Fortune. Or I can't play Wordle. No. I mean, I'm sitting there. There's only two letters left. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> and then they say the word. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah, no. yeah. And like, yeah, through all of elementary school, kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, I only passed one spelling test. And that's because I cheated. <laughs> and I didn't get caught. Yeah, I um I have to cheat seriously to beat my daughter at uh, Scrabble these days. Yeah, and I go to my sister in law's house. She's like, "Oh, come on, let's play Scrabble. It'll be fun." Oh yeah, great, sure. I'll be back. <laughs> so, another quick tangent. I did get a new piece of hardware, but it's not Android related, and I can't show it to you because I'm currently kind of using it as one of my second screens to monitor the stream and do other stuff on like documentation stuff on. It's my Steam Deck. It's my Linux powered handheld gaming rig that has a desktop mode in it where I'm loading Arch Linux on my second screen via a USB-C hub to HDMI running a Firefox web browser and it's snappy as hell and all the games run fan diddly tastic. How much does it cost? Uh, the wife put out 417 US dollars mm. and that was the cheapest version. That's the cheapest version. Um, Steam, the highest end version goes, I want to say 629 and Steam and uh, Valve said people are overwhelmingly Buying the most expensive version, which kind of shocked me. That's 10 years of your ultimate guitar, Ivor. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure which would be better value for me. Well, I'll say one huge plus about it that I love is uh, all the games in air quote have been playing just work. 
Uh, built into Steam is RetroArch. Built into RetroArch is free DLC, which is cores. So you can easily download NES cores, N64 cores, TurboGrafx cores, Genesis cores, whatever. And then just go to a site like WoWROMs, because I'll tell you where to go. Uh, a site like WoWROMs, download all the ROMs you want, put it in the game. And they even have a thing called Remote Play Together built into this to where, hypothetically, Ivor's my Steam friend. Ivor's loading RetroArch on his computer. I load it on my Steam Deck. We're both using Steam for it. I can, via Steam friends, invite him. We can literally play, like, double dribble <laughs> NES, where he's one team on the other, remote play for a system that had no idea what remote play even was. That's that's great. You can play a little con- Contra. To do that, it would not work. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> not with me, it wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I did it with a guy uh, in Ireland, Bulgaria, Turkey. Um, there was another one. Maybe he was Brazil. It worked fine. Oh, is there a list of people that you can just choose from that are that want to play too, or I mean, you got friends in Bulgaria or wherever you said? They, yeah, they they have to be your friend. Um, and the the reason why it works just fine is you got to remember back then games were so basic and simple they couldn't be too fast, literally. So quite literally, these systems are so untaxed by the 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 burden of these games they can easily transmit light signal. Almost at the speed of light, you know, lag, especially if you're hardwired, um, from site to site in shorter of a time as it took from it to go from your controller down the cord to the system and get processed back in the day. So can you do that with yeah. RetroPie or Retro, what'd you say it was? Um, RetroArch, A-R-C-H. Um, it, it's built into RetroArch. Most of the RetroPie emulation station solutions use RetroArch as its back end. Uh, if you don't use it through Steam, you can't invite via friends. You have to literally say, what's your IP address? And then you have to go in and do a lot of finagling through like your router again, setting up open ports kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I played Ice Hockey was one of the games I played on the old NES. With, and I was, I was shocked at how well everything worked. I still lost, but I was still shocked at how well it worked. Yeah, that's 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 and awesome, dumb. man. Yeah. And can you you can play any? You said you could download any cores, so hypothetically we could uh, play anything. And mm-hmm. anything, and I'm deadly shocked at how well Windows only games that use lots of like first person shoot shoot bang bang work just fine too. You need to get time splitters on their door. Oh, uh, was that two or PS one? Oh uh, yeah, I just watched a thing today on how to get because uh, PS two core is not one of the downloadable contents but it's really easy i should be able to on my retro pie download the core and then just copy the file over and it should just work did you play goldfinger on it sorry did you play goldfinger on it absolutely i played it goldeneye. today awesome. goldeneye sorry not goldfinger goldeneye yeah yeah i know what you meant yeah. goldeneye but i will say it was just announced yesterday goldeneye is coming out to xbox goldeneye 007 xbox and nintendo switch and it will have multiplayer available yeah that was a very popular game People are- Oh, it was, it was, and it, and it's going to be again. Is what I say, because you know, people over the age of forty are going to go crazy. Well, that game was that was the best game of its time, really. Yeah, and the funny thing was, the multiplayer was literally an afterthought that the guy made because the Nintendo sixty four was delayed, or it was it was called then the Nintendo Reality. I want to say it was called. It was delayed. It was delayed by like eight weeks. So the guy in six weeks made the multiplayer. For himself, thinking it was fun, and when the other developers saw it, they convinced the company to put it in the game. Did you say an after fart? It's something <laughs> like that, yeah. Golden eye after fart. 
Um, yeah. So you mentioned Signal, Josh. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, I believe Moxie Marlin Spike, uh, he stepped down from his role as basically president of the um, Signal um, development program kind of thing. And they have a new president of the company um, on September 12th. Um, this person was a AI researcher at Google and was one of the people that got like, um, in not a nice fashion asked to politely leave the company. Um, so I think just because of that alone, they were like, Hey, let's talk to this girl. Um, so yeah. Um, so signal is shifting. They're changing a little bit, but the president insists basically, uh, everything that came before her, they are going to try to just keep that up, make it better, keep making everything better. Um, uh, I have basically good faith that it will only become more secure. It's already basically the most trusted and secure system on the planet. Threema is not. WhatsApp is not. All these other systems are not. This is basically the one of the most trusted, and it, it will only get more trusted as time goes on. Um, I know they just had an issue with um, a third-party system used that managed uh, the OAuth, I want to say, got leaked, um, but uh, Signal insists. They got no useful information that nothing that 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 they cannot connect to any in, in individual. Um, the example I use is when you're a dissident in your country and you contact someone outside of the country of another government. First thing they're going to tell you to do is uh, you need to install this app on your phone before we go any further because we're not going to talk except outside, you know, only inside this app. Oh. I think Ivor's in his own little world over there. <laughs> isn't is WhatsApp? Isn't it built on Signal now, or is that? Facebook Messenger. Um, it was built using the pro, uh, Signal protocol, but uh, the only stuff that we know about it was both ends of the application had plenty of leaks and side channel attacks on it. So even though it was using uh, a, a solid tunneling system back and forth, the applications themselves were not as uh, nice, is what I'll say. What was the reason for Moxie going? Uh, I believe he just wants to step down from being a president, a figurehead, a speaker and just do development work spend more time with his family um no pretty sure he has no family just going to spend time with his dog on his boat in the middle of the pacific and his um plants that he likes to consume <laughs> bonsai plants yeah that's it that's what the kids are calling it these days bonsai devil's cabbage <laughs> and yeah what was it what was i just watching where they were making oh it was um the films that made us on Netflix had some great movies. One of the things that they, uh, one of the developers of um, Back to the Future was like, uh, once I found out that uh, Reefer Madness went into the public square, I insisted I would try to use at least a little segment of that movie in everything I do moving. I want to say it was Back, back, back to the Future. So we were in like every one of his movies in the background, you'll see at least one scene. Reefer Madness. Reefer Madness. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Uh, so do you have any more apps there, Josh? I do. This one is called Meme Generator. And Let me guess. <laughs> uh, it's a VPN. <laughs> uh, it's by Zombodroid. It contains ads and in-app purchases. I was just looking for something to create a meme on my phone, and uh, this did the trick. Um, it says in-app purchases. I don't know what they are. I just used it one time to create a meme so that I could like feel what the kids feel these days and 
It was easy to do. Just added some text to a, a GIF GIF, and away we went. So if you're looking to create a meme easily, this might just be the one for you. It's got 4.5 reviews out of 400,000, 10 million plus installs. Rated M for mature, 17 plus. I'm not really sure why that. I mean, is that is that something they have to put on any product that you could possibly upload mature content to, or I don't know. I mean, there are definitely inappropriate air quote memes, but I will say in their description, it basically says what's new memes added. They don't even have it in about. They don't need an about because you know if you don't know what a meme is, I guess you don't know. But in the new memes added, Joe Biden's Soul of the Nation speech. I don't know if I want to know what that is. Because that could be inappropriate. Because, you know. Well, that's when he did the, uh, the red background, wasn't it? He had that big red background. In yeah, interesting that. choice for sure. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's very easy, you know, because you have dank memes. And dank memes, you know, can be quite uh, mm, mm, unnerving is the way I'll use it. It was just updated yesterday as well. So, Well, it better be memes, baby. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. The uh, the about page needs a TLDR as well. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Everybody should make memes and then and then send them to us via what? Voxer. Voxer. There you go. Send them on Voxer. Yeah. It might be because whatever uh, picture or well, whatever picture engine they're using maybe is, uh, let's just say, unfiltered, maybe um, Giphy. Oh, yeah, that's probably what it is. There's got to protect the people, Dory. Got to think about the children. Won't someone please think of the children? Who's thinking about the children? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> yep. Uncle Touchy might be. <laughs> Uncle Jack. Expected <laughs> Uncle Touchy. <laughs> He's thinking about the children all the time. <laughs> Things were different back then. <laughs> so, do you think you have any more, Ivor? Uh, I got one more. Uh, it's called Screenshot Flow. There it is. Okay, so Screenshot Flow uh, will basically create a screenshot flow image from your phone. So it will take screenshots of things you're doing on your phone and it will create a single picture, which will um, show like a flow diagram about how to do something. So if you want to send your infected Uncle Touchy some di some instructions on how to open a VPN or, or um, get access to some uh, some electric, um, electric bonsai plants, uh, then you know you could you could do this on uh, use this screenshot recorder to um, to do that and send them a a diagram in a PDF form or a JPEG form about how to do it. Very handy if you're if you're that guy who tells everybody what big stuff. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I I can definitely see people who use this use it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a very good idea. Does it have? Does it show? An app, you know, if it's if you're on your app screen and then you you touch an app, does it show which app it is? You know, does it? How does it? Uh, yes, yeah. But what it does is it um you you basically touch an area on on your phone and um then it shows you a, a screenshot of what area you've touched and what you've done, and then it asks you if you want to add that to the screenshot flow, and it will add, add it, and you go into the next part. So it basically interrupts what you're doing, asks you if it's okay, and then carries on to the next one. Nice. Check it out. It was good to play. It was fun to play with. A little bit frustrating at first. Once you get the hang of it, you're good. So what were you? Never had a, what were you documenting? Um, I would 
nothing really. I wasn't, wasn't trying. I thought it was a cool app. I just <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to use it. And um, I thought, oh, maybe this will come in handy one day. Um, I thought it might actually come in handy for uh, for this for this podcast. I never got around to using it for this podcast yet. I'll try and do that before next week. Gotcha. Well, mine is going to be actually be, I guess, kind of related. Dare I say, like kissing cousins, maybe related? I don't know. Um, uh, same type of like idea is what I'm going to say. Uh, this one's called Skill Doc, uh, course creator by Do Things Ify. D o t h i n g s i f y. Do Things Ify. Fantastic developer name. Just saying. Um, no in-app ads, no in-app purchases. Um, updated September twelfth, uh, twenty twenty-two. Since I forgot to do it the rest of the time. Uh, version 1.0.14 requires 6.0 Android. Nope. 100 downloads plus, so not many downloads. Uh, con- content rating E for everyone. Originally released on August 21st, 2022. So it's still pretty newish app. Uh, basically just needs network access and nothing else, which I like a lot. Um, basically with this app is it's going to help you in air quote design course material. Now. The real reason I looked this up and I checked it out and I played it a little bit was because I don't do anything in the realm of creating courses. Um, I have a cousin-in-law who is a Spanish language major uh, who is a teacher. I have a sister-in-law who is a biology major who's a teacher. I have uh, at least two other relatives. One is, I want to say, English teacher. And the other one, oh man, I can't remember what they are. But I have more, for some reason, I'm surrounded by government employees. Either they work for Amtrak, train company, which I got to tell them, look, look at your check. You you work for the Department of Transportation. You don't work for Amtrak, doesn't exist anymore. Okay. You work for the government. Um, I work for state government. Basically, everybody I know, except for my wife, works for the government in one shape, way, or form. So, course creator. I thought this would be a great thing because my one Spanish, um, teacher she said after this school year she's giving her school an ultimatum you either transfer to this school or i can walk to it from my house or i'm quitting basically completely and i'm going to basically become an online teacher exclusively because there's enough jobs out there to where she can say that now um so i'm sending it to those people to see can they find this at all useful Uh, what i was really hoping was i could find a repo of other courses created just to see what could be done. Because, and I'll say this, Josh, you do the development work. I hope this rings at least partially true with you. I live off of other people's examples, the ability to copy and paste. You know what I mean? Um, I basically can't create anything from scratch. Everything I do has to be like something else I've already seen. Stack overflow door. Yeah, man. You know, people say, you know, you shouldn't just copy coming from the internet. (laughs) I wouldn't be able to do anything if I couldn't do that. Well, that's the thing. Every um, everybody see, everybody does it. That's the. I mean, that's one of the things about coding that you learn mm-hmm. right away is how to Google efficiently. Yep. Uh, last interview I was on, they didn't like the fact that I said we all stand on the shoulders of giants who came before us. Why should I create anything from scratch if I don't have to? And then I'll also say another tangent. This is like the Steve Gibson example of if you try to create an encryption standard, you're going to fail. It's really hard. Just use something that's already been tried, tested, proven. Okay. Same thing. If someone already created a simple, elegant UX or boot, um, a, a 
uh, bootstrap type thing, just use it. Don't create it from scratch. Um, so I hope to hear good things about this app in the back because I'll say it like this. I don't know how many education uh, category apps we brought, but this one I like the fact instead of people talking to you, it's your chance to share what you know with somebody else. So I just thought it was cool. I was looking at the, the pictures. I mean, can you – I see – charts and whatnot but can you record video in there as well um the impression i got was you could either have a video a, a vimeo video or a youtube video you can have them unlisted and you can put the basically embed the videos there um i don't think you can have offline videos okay because it says that this is offline mini courses uh, so it would be it seems like that i would be shocked I'd be shocked if you can do offline video because video. Yeah, yeah, it depends on this. I mean, you can get some pretty small, small video files, but because it seems like that would be almost necessary for most courses is to have you know a little bit of that, uh, well, some sort of video. Unless you use Ivor's Touchy Feely app from the last one, the Screenshot Flow, you could throw that in there. Yeah, well, I thought the the Screenshot Flow app would be a bit more useful for. Some of your own personal notes. So if you want to demonstrate something on a Zoom call or something, you could have that sort of sitting in front of you as a piece of paper and then go through each one, each step, and then send it out as a note later on to the meeting participants. I think I saw, um, where did you find this app, Doc? Because I've got it on my phone already. I installed it last week. <laughs> I saw it on YouTube. Ooh, stolen Valor. Or you may have um, you may have already sent it to me earlier. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't remember where I had it from. I can tell you by looking in where I had this. It was definitely after last Thursday where I found this. I don't remember where I found it. I just know it's in my notes. I think I saw it on YouTube somewhere. Gotcha. Definitely possible. So should I empty my tank, or you guys got some more? Uh, I'll go with another Bitcoin-related app, <laughs> as I want to do. This one is called BISC Notifications, B-I-S-Q by Devin Bilek, 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 uh, 10,000 downloads, E for everyone, it doesn't share any data, no data is collected, as far as the other stuff goes, I don't know where to find that anymore, so um, <laughs> thanks Google Play. But this is, that's all it is, is a notifications app for when you run a BISC, a BISC app, app BISC application and what the BISC application is a decentralized way to buy Bitcoin where you just have different users and then you can put offers out to buy or sell and then you can determine how you want to receive payment for that so you can even do person to person or what I like to use up here is the interact email transfer of money so this basically just tells you like somebody somebody took your offer or you know there's different steps that it goes through after you decide that you want to make a purchase and uh so yeah i like the bisque just being decentralized and then there is no kyc which is know your customer you don't have to take a picture of driver's license and give them the soul of your firstborn to be able to purchase bitcoin gotcha very cool. Go and empty your tank door. Uh, okay, the first one I'm going to throw out there um, is a, uh, oh man, what's the right word? I was going to say a collaboration, but that's not the right attache. word. Attaché? It's a, it's an attaché. It's a collection of apps that have been hand in air, quote, curated. 
uh, and it is the ultimate F-Droid setup. It's 200 apps basically being hosted on Alternative2.net. And just another quick thing. Alternative2.net is one of those websites I still use at least once a week. And I still love because anytime somebody says, well, I want an app that's like blah, 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 but what can I use? You know, so somebody could say, I want to use something uh, like Messenger, but what can I use? I just go to Alternative2, type in Messenger, click the Android version, and it tells me here's all the apps like that. Um, Alternative2. This is basically an, a, the ultimate type of apps you can use 200 total. The gimmick is it's not really, you would never install all 200 apps. Example I use. Very beginning, you have choosing your F-Droid client. I didn't even know, but they have NeoStore, G-Droid, uh, uh, Aurora Droid, Foxy Droid, and Sky Droid. They're, and they didn't even mention the normal F-Droid one. So these are all basically alternative F-Droid clients. So right there you have uh, six, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, uh, five of them to pick from. So going on that is, like, let's say the average instead of 200, it's going to be around 50 apps total. Utilities, they have uh, stuff like Super Freeze, lets you freeze apps, uh, scan QR code apps, uh, the um, uh, Manage Your Fidelity card. Okay, don't know what that is. Uh, but it just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. My logic is this is the kind of thing that you could go down the list and say, no, 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 yes, no, no, no yeah. And then you could literally pick and choose what apps you think that could fit your need whether it's a Spotify client, um, a custom ring application, uh, and it just you know keeps going on and on and on and on. It's got, it's got uh, Spotify just think it's here cool. as well. Yeah. And then at the bottom, you have to make sure you keep clicking load more or else you're going to think that's a really short list. It, it does keep going and keep going and keep going, all the different kinds of apps. Um, really good list of apps. So like uh, I've or, uh, asked me every now and then, where do I find my apps from? This is a perfect example of I would just go through here and just pick you know, every like fourth or fifth app, I'll take a deep dive on, look at, see if it's worth it kind of thing. And then I just find stuff I think is cool. Yeah, it's very good. So that is the first one. Uh, what I'm going to bring next is an app that I just thought looked like um, pixel count. You know what I mean? Polygon count. I thought it looked absolutely gorgeous. Uh, turns out the game is almost like, um, oh God, I hear what it's called now. It's like one of those old games where basically you just click, and then when you click, you just automatically walk to that point. Uh, so you don't have like extreme, crazy, fine-grained control over everything. That's what I'm trying to get at. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, but it's the Legend of Neverland is what it's called. Um, extremely anime-centric graphics, I will say up front. Um, but it uh, has like the old, uh, what was it, Battle.net orcs and stuff fighting where you can basically just go click somebody and then it will just swing its sword and just keep swinging its sword to either you die it dies or you click something else um there is a way you can have a little bit more fine grain fine grain control over the battles uh, systems but i'll just say if you want something extremely like easy the onboarding process was unbelievably like uh t the tutorial was like right up in your face here's exactly how you do this here's exactly how you do that made it very easy to get started on the game um and I'll just say it again, just looked absolutely gorgeous. Ran perfectly fine on uh, my uh, device, even though you know, it ain't the fastest device ever, is what I'll say. So I just thought it was one of those purdy apps, is the way I'll put it. Looks good. Yeah, and, and, and you can do like uh, raids with other people, uh, go into uh, you know, dungeons and fight like that. Um, next game I'm going to bring is because it looks like the game Celeste. Uh, 
if you guys have never heard of the game Celeste, basically this game won an award uh, because the gist of the game is um, you and you, turns out, is your alter ego are fighting through uh, depression and other things. And the game is just like the medium on how you do it. Um, it's a uh, game pixel. It's an extremely pixel game where you get like multiple jumps where you can do double jumps and triple jumps and hang on walls. Uh, that's Celeste. That's the metric that Celeste made really popular. This is kind of like that. It was originally a PC game. Now runs just fine on Android is what I'm going to say. Um, again, completely free to download. Uh, does have in-app purchases. I don't know what they are. No ads. Um, if you want like a, a bullet hell jumping on walls, bouncing off of walls challenge, I think that's a very good challenge is what I'll say. One of the pictures is dash and slash. That's good. Yeah. Says um, I mean, too many beers. <laughs> and, and I think this, this is the kind of game where if you could run it on Android TV or something like that on a big screen TV, I think it would be even better, have more fun. Um, last one I'm going to throw out there. I'm just throwing it out there because my wife made me watch at least like one or two episodes. Um, and it was uh, Star Trek The Lower Decks mobile. So if you're a super fan of the show, um, then you might want to check out Star Trek Lower Decks mobile game. From Eastside Games Studio does have contains ads and it and in app purchases, but of course, um, was uh version one dot five dot three dot one five six five six. Jesus, updated September thirteenth, twenty twenty two. Fifty thousand plus downloads. Android six zero and up. Uh, in app purchases. Of course, it says between one ninety nine and ninety nine dollars. Content rating: teen fantasy, violence, sexual themes, and language. Um, so, you know, obviously buyer beware. Um, this is not your dad's Star Trek even series. Uh, I tried to watch it. Mm, can't watch it. Um, to me, Star Trek and comedy, uh, you know, it's kind of like, um, when, um, I said to my son, you know, you can add, um, was it, uh, bacon to anything and it tastes better. And he said, not to a bowl of cereal. I disagree. That's a point there. Well, I, I'll I'll then ask you to try it and report back with us. Um, well, is this is it uh, is the show you're referring to called Star Trek Lower Decks? Yeah, it's yeah. a show on Netflix. I've never heard of it. Um, I believe it's a I believe it's a Paramount Plus exclusive right now, or a Hulu. Oh, yeah, um, we have it on It's now Netflix. coming to different. It's now coming to different platforms. Um, it's if you'd like Star Trek type, you know, aliens and spaceships and teleporting. But you're like, I don't even know what it, I mean, it isn't, you know, Family Guy was classier than this. That wasn't classy at all. Um, I don't know. I think this is trying to, to be the to. South Park of Star Trek, but it fails abysmally. I guess, yeah. But I'll say it again. If you're a fan of Star Trek Lower Decks, you might find this game hysterical and great. I have plenty more apps, but I'll leave them there. Uh, again, always the very first link in the notes and in the YouTube is called Some Links. Click them, check them out. Yeah, you can see everything that I didn't bring to the show. It's like another eight or ten links because, you know, I have a habit. Kind of an addict. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to uh, them next week. Um, so the, the apps, I believe, in order of how they were brought tonight, starts with Moises, the Musicians, Musicians app by Moises Systems. Rust Desk by Rust Desk, I guess. Tailscale by Tailscale Inc. Ultimate Guitar, Chords, and Tabs by Ultimate Guitar USA, LLC, America. Uh, Sarah Toby, Be the Swing King, 
Mandel Duck. That actually reminds me, I, I, I tried a uh, Leisure Suit Larry game for a little while on Android. Uh, good times. Confuddle by Dekook Apps. Meme Generator by Zombodroid. Screenshot Flow by C-Tribe Apps. Skill Doc Course Creator by Do Nothings If I. Do Nothings If I? Do Things If I. Do Things If I. Do Things Iffy. Do Things Iffy. Okay. Maybe? Sure. Sounds good. Bisc Notifications by Devin Bilek. Legend of Neverland by GameArt Global. Scourge Bringer by PID Games. And Star Trek Lower Decks Mobile by Eastside Games Studio. The Google Play, it, it almost looks like it, it has a template or it's like WordPress where you can just build your own. Because some of them have videos at the top, some of them have about the game at the top, and the other ones have about the game at the bottom. So do you know if that's the case, like how they're... I think it's a mix. Part of it is it depends what content you upload because um, it's not all required. And I do think there are a couple things where you can optionally shift around. Or as one of my YouTube guys would say, shiftify them. Do thingsify them. Yeah, shiftify them up. Well, I mean, why, why would you not put a description at the top? This doesn't make any sense. Well, uh, this harkens back literally to like the episode 70 where I think some developers, I don't want to say they're too lazy because lazy is not the right word. Um, part of the developers believe, look, if you see the name and you see the video and you don't like the game, my description is not going to change your mind. Screw you. Go ahead. Um, part of it is I do believe the developers, some developers believe, um, you know, I only need to do the important SEO kind of things and that's it. I don't have to worry about humans reading. Um, the example I use is any app that has a guy where it's just his head, his mouth has to be open. A little bit of spit and coming I, out of it. And I don't know why, but it's been like that now for like three years and it's driving me absolutely nuts. So the simple fact that now all the apps, the icon the you know, is really small down in the corner, I, I, I like that change. Well, I mean, do you really want me to scroll through your, your one and two star apps to get to the description of your app? No, they just want you to click install and move on. Or the reviews, I guess. I don't know. Guess. The last thing I want you to do is look at the reviews. Yeah, so put the description above them. Oh, this game's crap. Okay, done. Easy. Yeah. The last thing I want to give you is useful information. They just want you to, as Dawes says, click install and go away. Well, click install and add your credit card. Yeah. Add your credit card and give them your um, private information. Um. So, uh, do you have any uh, parting words there? Uh, Ivor? Oh, yeah, well, just uh, great that we could actually have a, a podcast today, and hopefully we can get again get together again next week, and I uh, hope you've enjoyed the apps that uh, we've managed to bring, and um, yeah, if you have any ideas for, if you have some apps that you like to use, you think would be good to bring onto the show, let us know, and we'll, and we'll put them on too. Absolutely. AAA at Panos.com. Any uh, parting words there, Josh? Uh, yeah, I also had fun. It's been a long time. Um, I've have put out a few episodes of my other podcast, uh, podcasting for value. If anybody's interested in hearing the the dulcet tones, they're getting better every week, man. I'll be yeah. listening to them. Hey, thanks. Yeah, except they're not every week either. <laughs> well, when you do put them out. <laughs> cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, and hit us up. Email at uh, aaa at podnuts dot com. Uh, send a voicemail to one nine two three eight two four three seven podnuts. Is that what it is, Dora? 7076 okay. Podnuts. <laughs> When's the last time you got one of those? Oh, it's been a while. Uh, it's been so long, I've had to go in and click it so it didn't die. 
kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, and yeah, voicemail emails always welcome. Uh, I am at least moderately active on Discord to a degree, but that's about it. I'm active no place else. Um, so if you want to get in contact with me, email is probably the simplest, best way. Uh, of course, like uh, Ivor hinted earlier, if you want to use a medium where there's uh, recordable voice, video, pictures, and text, you can always hit us up on Boxer. If you want us to join, just let us know. Send me an email. Um, I'm just going to say thanks for the downloads. Thanks for coming out, Red, uh, JJ, everybody for coming out. Uh, and I just want to end the podcast on a dad joke and just say to everyone, don't listen. Whatever you do, be careful downloading this episode. Do you know why, Ivor? <laughs> I, I dread to think. I really don't know why. Because it's the current episode. The current amp volts. Uh, Might get shocked. Uh, that was worse than Russ never sleeps. Uh, so thanks for coming out. Thanks for downloading. And we'll talk to everyone again real soon. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for everyday people. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology related. You can find us on iTunes and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.